Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The loud frequency coming from your radio is not a mistake. Do not turn off your radio, but instead turn up your radio as loud as it can go. Do this so we can broadcast this frequency as loud as possible. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome, you guys, to another episode of Game Stuff. I'm your gaming guy, Corey, the grounded one. Today, with me, is none other than Mr. TMNT himself, Joe. How's it going, Joe? Hey, what's up, guys? So, for this week, obviously, we're going to change things up a little bit. We thought we would talk about the Nintendo Mini Direct because it really, uh, you know, it's it's got a lot of things that we were going to talk about, so we're just going to talk about it all at once. Um, but as you guys know... Uh, before we get into that, uh, we're going to do something that we haven't done in a while, and that's talk about the backlog beatdown. So, Joe, I know you have the numbers for that. Would you like to share them, please? Sure. Uh, so the backlog beatdown is an event between, you know, all the different podcasts. Uh, it includes people from, you know, the Proven Gamer Network as far and, uh, you know, our friends over at the Loot Bros podcast and some guys in dual screens. And we all came together and we should, we decided to have this thing called the backlog beatdown because we want to stop buying games and beating games, but it really didn't help for the most part. We all bought a lot of games this year. Um, so let's kick this thing off in first place with 101 points is John JT, John Tancredi. Uh, he's crushing it. Uh, congrats. Congrats, JT. Uh, it's nice to be in first place. In second place is myself with 68 points. In third, pra- in third place is Gareth Davis with 28. And <laughs> in fourth place, good old Resident Daryl with 27. James McCall also has 27, so they're tied for third. And fourth is the Mick himself, Tricky Mick, with 19 points. Homer, De- Homer Gets Duffed is right behind him with 18. Tanner has 11. Um, Glenn o- O'Ray, yeah, I hope I pronounced your name right, bro. He has seven. Jim has five. William has three. Zachary Ledford has three. Gareth, Gareth, Dave, why are you in twice, Gareth? Don't, don't, <laughs> don't just ignore that kind of stuff. Uh, Matthew, Matthew has two. Derek has one. Josh has one. Simon has one. Zachary, oh wait, okay, never mind. Uh, the minus people, the minus crew. Here you go. We got Andrew Middlemoss minus one. Oh, I'm sorry, those aren't the minus. Yeah, no, those are the minus guys. Um, Daniel Jones minus three. Roberto minus Roberto with a minus three. All right, he's. I don't really think he has a minus three. He has he has like a mi- minus three hundred. Keeps buying games. Veronica minus four. Corey minus five. You're almost a zero. No, no. no. No, no, I'm not. I'm still nowhere close to. I I figure if I was to be honest with myself, I would you probably say five. say about a minus. Probably I I say minus nine. Okay, okay. Because I uh, I beat most of the games I've bought, but then also for I've got a lot of uh our, our friends of the show uh have given some codes uh some people we know codes um, don't count. 
that's what I'm saying. So codes don't count, and I beat those games that I've received. So because ah. of that, I've, I've been able to to get those extra free points. Okay, so I have I have 68 currently. Oh, Kalai's a minus or Zach uh, Levi's a minus 78. CJ's a minus 48, and Kalai bringing up the rear with the JT like numbers minus minus, minus 95. Well, she's got those new two Evercade cartridges coming. I don't know why she counts those as minuses. They're one game. She just has. I don't know. Collection. I will. We'll we'll iron the details out in this next year and make it a little bit more sound and fun for everyone. I think we're going to get rid of minuses next year. We're just going to do pluses for beating games. I think we're just going to see who can beat the most games in a year. I think we're going to have cash prizes next year. We're going to figure something out. We're going to we're going to pool our collective heads together. We're going to make this contest a contest worth playing next year. So. There we go. That's that's the idea for next year. Um, Kali, congratulations on your minus ninety five. I think we're gonna send you some sort of sort of trophy for that because it's ridiculous. Um, so without th- finishing that up, yeah, finishing that up. I mean, we're gonna go on what we've been playing. Yeah, we're gonna go into what we've been playing, which is gonna. I'm gonna start us off with. Some good old uh, Ghost Legends. Um, I haven't dived as hard as Andy has into this. Um, Andy ha- from Dual Screens has literally, I think, spent more time in the game than he has in real life. Um, we'll have to ask him. But the multiplayer expansion that we got for free for Ghost of Tsushima is insane. It, it is honestly, it could have been a whole separate game. It could have been something like we always see Lost Legacy and stuff like that, where there's these game add-ons that just come out and they charge you 40 bucks or half the price of a game or whatever it is. Uh, This could have been something like that, for sure. Um, This game should have been, could have been pale DLC and it wasn't. And really, it adds a whole new story. It adds raids for people that really like that kind of thing. It adds a survival mode. It has four classes. You can rank up your classes. And the neat thing about it that um me and andy found out is that um it doesn't stop you ranking up which is really weird most games like once you hit max rank which most characters they stop learning things at level at rank 20 but this game lets you continue doing it so like andy's like rank 35 i don't know if that's going to make a difference later on i'm hoping so i'm assuming this is going to be a continual a yearly thing that they're just going to carry on through, through version and version of this game uh kind of it's going to be their kind of games of service version of ghost and i'm glad that they're doing it this way and not doing it through the main game uh because doing it that way would have been really sad i would have really been sad to see ghost of tsushima come out as like bits and pieces as a story-based game (laughs) but uh no this this is probably one of the better uh multiplayer games that have come out it's it's you can either sit there and just play like the the basis uh, bronze levels and you know just murder things and not really have to worry about yourself, or you can be like Andy and me and play Nightmare, and then literally be sitting there yelling at each other to run away because you know we're about to die and you know screaming because we're laying on the ground and how many seconds we have before we get can't be picked up and then we lose the mat the mission. Um, so yeah, that's been fun. Um, another game I've been playing is I. Um, Actually, really, I haven't been playing much Call of Duty. Um, I don't want to talk too much about that. It's Call of Duty. Call of Duty is um, great. I don't know why you want to talk about Call of Duty. And you get out of here. Fucking game every year. But I mean, if you want to talk about Call of Duty, go ahead. No, no, I'm pretty sure I'm good. 
Um, but no, other than that, it's 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 been kind of one of those weeks where uh, Extra Life is coming for me and Joe. Yay, um, Extra Life! So a lot of the games that I've been looking forward to playing or going to look at playing, I've kind of put it on the backboard uh, so that we can... Because we have to do 24 hours, so I have to have something to play. Um, and so with that, um, I'm I leaving a lot of games. Yeah, we, we, we have, you have tons of stuff. I, I've just got you. games. Don't act like you don't have games to play. No, don't no, do I it. just... Don't do I'm that. Just tr- I'm just trying to figure out what I want to play. Like what what I would play. Um, I did restart Sleeping Dogs because uh, all... during the during the process of you know my PS4 HDMI dying, I, I didn't get a chance to transfer off my saves. So uh, the PlayStation uh, Cloud also didn't work. So I do have a majority of my saves that I don't have. So with that, I'm just replaying games in total. Um, so Sleeping Dogs, the PS4 remaster that they came out with, what a great game! If you really like GTA. And you want something that's more combat heavy uh, and not so gun heavy? This is a great game to play and really has a good story and a level up system that I really in- like and enjoy. Um, Joe, what have you been playing? I've been playing a lot of stuff this week. Um, I mean, I played a demo for a game that I am highly anticipating, but we will talk about that later. But that's a hint, hint for what's coming up later in the show. Um, I'll go in order on PlayStation of what I played this week. Uh, from recent to least to uh, stuff I finished this week. Um, so I've been playing Back to the Future, uh, the Telltale game. Uh, I'm trying to finish this thing up. Um, it's an okay game. It's not the best Telltale game. I love Back to the Future. Uh, Corey, do you, have you tried this one? I never tried the 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 first one I ever tried was The Walking Dead. So oh, you never played Jurassic Park either. No. So like oh, when Telltale became big and. Well, it's something where I would probably play it. It's just I've never really had a system. I've never it's never been given away. I've never gone out and bought it. So it's something where I, I think it's all you're playing it all on PS now, correct? No, I actually own a physical copy. Oh, okay. It's really rare, too. But I own a physical copy of it. I found it in a Walmart one day on clearance. And I like I was like, I have to have it. Yeah, so the I- only two that I've ever played is the Wolf Among Us one. And then the. um the the that's uh, also on my list to play yeah the wolf among us and then the walking dead i've played all the way except for the fourth season wait so you didn't so. play telltale game telltale borderlands oh yeah no sorry because that one was free so anyone they've given us for free i've played oh you play game of thrones too i mean well you click you kicked you clicked x through game of thrones i i clicked x through game of thrones yeah because no one fucking played that garbage it was a garbage uh, so yeah, I'm playing Back to the Future. Uh, I'm in the third chapter of five, so there's like five episodes. Um, yep. the, third, the third one, uh, you're kind of in the future. Uh, that's Back to the Future. But um, so basically, the plot line of this one is you're in like a futuristic city where um, Doc Brown is like the ruler of Hill Valley, and his name is Citizen Brown, and he's like reforming people. And like you get demerits for doing like crazy things like public displays of affection and like uh, throwing glitter on the ground. And it's interesting. It's an interesting thing because every every episode is a different time period. So like the first episode was just like basic time period where the movie took place. And then the second one was um, it took place in like the 1920s. It was like speak easy Biff. It's really cool. In this one, um, Doc Brown creates um, um, Citizen Pluses. And like the Citizen Plus for the for it was Biff. So Biff can't drink. And if he thinks about drinking, he like starts to vomit. It's a really funny story. Um, I'm digging it. Um, 
it took me a while to get back into it because it's kind of like I don't really want to play this, but it's on my backlog and I'm trying to just start and chip away at like the things I want to finish because we're getting towards the end of the year and I'm trying to I'm trying to finish off a lot of the stuff I already started to make room for like all the goodies I'm going to get during like Christmas season. So, you know, what I just realized is in the description that you gave me for that. It almost sounds like a Rick and Morty. Thing. And, well, and I mean, Rick Gen- Morty, is, Rick Gen- Morty is highly based off of Back to the Future. If you didn't know that, like that's just, no, do, but that's what I'm saying. But the the the, the game show. itself sounds like a Rick and Morty episode, where like he goes in and creates this, you know, utopia. Are you talking about the one where the dogs run the run the society? Yeah, well, he always has. He, there's like a couple episodes where he's like built societies, but yeah, the one it, with the dogs I, is my favorite one. I think that would be a really cool idea if Telltale did make a Rick and Morty uh, game. I, I, I know they didn't make a Rick and Morty game, but I know Telltale made a or they made a Rick and Morty game that's similar to a Telltale game. Yeah, I think it was the VR one, right? Uh, well, the I don't know. I don't. I can't remember if they. I don't know. They, they've made like the the non the guys that made Rick and Morty made a VR game that's kind of like that, but it's not based in Rick and Morty universe. I can't remember how it works. I don't know. It's going too deep. All right. Well. I mean, I, I, I'd say pick up Back to the Future Telltales. It's not the greatest Telltale game. If I had to rank it somewhere, I'd rank it in the middle of the pack somewhere. I still think the best ones are the Walking Dead ones by far. And, you know, shortly after that is Tales of Borderland. And then my third favorite, honestly, is it's it's a toss up between Batman and, and Jurassic Park. I know everyone hates on Jurassic Park, but I just I love the franchise and just playing more Jurassic Park was pretty cool. So. Uh, next up, I played and beat Mega Man 11. But you were and telling wow, me that, that like, it, I did on that game when I first started playing because I just didn't like it. But I I went back and I I know it's like sacrilege, but I played it on like one of the easier levels that lets you kind of just explore the game and play it. And I really enjoyed it. And I know like I want to go back and play it on a harder difficulty now, but I, I did finish the game. I beat it. Um, but it was a it was a fun game, Corey. It was really different. So the thing that sets this apart from most Mega Man games, I know there's the eight robot masters, but in this one, there's um, there's there's a thing called the um, there's like gear drives and there's yeah. two gear drives. There's one that speeds up time and there's one that slows down time. OK. I'm sorry. There's one that enhances your weapon and one that slows down time. So there's a red gear and a blue gear. The red gotcha. gear powers up your weapon, gives you like a final shot and the blue gear speed slows down time. And then there's another cool quirk in the game where um, as you as you kill enemies and robots, you they drop these things called gears and um, money and they in their currency. Do you ever play like Mega Man Legends? Uh, yes. Corey, like the 64 one. Yeah, the 64 Legends. Corey. Yeah, the 64 Legends. OK, I don't hear Corey yeah. anymore. So um, I'm if you ever played Mega Man Legends. Uh, so Mega Man Legends is a game where um, you also kill enemies and you pick up currency in the form of like nuts and bolts and stuff and then in in Mega Man 11 you can use those nuts and bolts and trade them in to purchase upgrades and the upgrades are pretty cool because the upgrades do stuff like power up your Mega Buster so it automatically charges so it automatically does a charge shot after like a few seconds you don't have to hold it down anymore um there's things like um increasing the amount of damage you can take um uh, increasing the um, the or decreasing the amount of damage you take or I'm not increasing I'm sorry decreasing the amount of damage you take um, there's also a power up that makes it so like if you touch spikes, they don't hurt as much and you don't die. There's there's all kinds of really cool power ups. There's actually a power up where if you like fall in a hole, then yep. you can you can call a birdie to come pick you up out of the hole and you don't die. That's um, interesting. All in all is really, really great game. 
the the puzzle mechanics in some of the levels were really cool too. Um, there was one the Blast Bands level. I love Blast Bands level. The music the music's great. Uh, it's one of the one of the better soundtracks for a Mega Man game. Um, I really liked it. I'm really I'm really excited to see um what they're gonna do next for Mega Man. So if we're gonna make Mega Man 12, I really hope that eventually we do get Mega Man Legends because our Mega Man Legends three that was canceled for the 3DS because it would be really cool to get that game. Um, next, I finished up Uncharted Lost Legacy. So uh, I finished up the story and I'm, I'm going to say I really didn't like this one story wise as much as I've liked any of the other Uncharted. I kind of put it like with Uncharted 2 as far as like story wise or maybe even Uncharted 3. I didn't. I didn't really like the story as much. Um, uh, the mechanics are really cool. Like the new, the new mechanics. I think they're really good. And I think some of the new mechanics in the new Uncharted are really good. And it, it's nice to see that they they changed things up a little in this last game with the with the ability to take you know photos and well not just take photos in like a photo mode, but there's actually like a like a, a way to take pictures in the game as like snapshots and. It's really cool. I liked I liked Uncharted Lost Legacy. The story didn't grab me as much as as the other Uncharted. Uh, the final boss fight was really cool. I really liked that. Um, I would definitely play it again. Oh, uh, I did buy I did buy a game, so I actually have to give myself uh, a plus one, which a I minus will, one or minus one. I'm sorry, which I will do yeah. this week. Um, I got Crash Bandicoot four. And no pun intended, but it's about time. It's about time this game came out, which is actually the subtitle of the game. Uh, Crash Bandicoot 4 is everything you could wish for if you're a Crash Bandicoot fan. Uh, it plays like the old Crash games, but it looks like a new game. It looks beautiful. It looks like it looks similar to how good Ratchet and Clank remake look when they remade Ratchet and Clank. It, it looks gorgeous. Actually, I think it looks better. Honestly, game's great. The controls are really tight. And your deaths are plenty. I like the way that the new system works with the uh, with the G- with the gems in the levels. And there's no crystals anymore, so they got rid of the crystal. So you know how you always collect a crystal at the end of a level. Yep, that's gone now. So now they're all replaced with gems. And there's one gem hidden in a level. So there's a hidden gem, and then the other gems are linked to collecting wampa fruit. And the way you collect the Wampa fruit is you break boxes like in the original game or you find them on the map. And it's really cool because like every like so many you get, you get a gem, a gem meter fills up. And when you get all the gems, then you unlock a costume at the end of the level and you can change Crash and um, Coco into different costumes. Um, I think I played for about like two or three hours. I beat the first two levels and the second level I couldn't beat under the death total because like there's just one part where you have to jump from pillar to pillar and like they fall as you jump on them. They're like timed and it's 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 pretty annoying, uh, but I love it and I'm going to keep playing it and I actually want to platinum this game. I know it's never going to happen, but it's a game I would love to go back and platinum. I think I want to go back and play all the other ones for extra life and see if I can get a few more trophies during extra life on um, crash one, two and three. But we'll see. I mean, I, I kind of want to stick to playing a lot of multiplayer stuff with Corey this year. That's going to be our main goal for extra life is just play games together. Yep. And we will be starting our extra live stream with um Dark Picture Anthology's brand new game, Little Hope. So it'll actually be pretty cool. We're actually gonna play it blind. We've never played it before. And uh we're excited. We're excited to really play that. I know 
We loved the last game. We might actually play the last game sometime during the stream because we, we need to get to platinum. And I think if we play one more playthrough, we can probably get it. So you're crazy, man. We have 25 hours to fill. I guess so. Yeah. So it's like, as long as you don't fall asleep, we'll be OK. I'm not going to fall asleep this year. Um, What else did I play this week? Oh, I played I played a lot, Corey. I actually really did play a lot. Um, I played and beat Absolver. I think I actually yeah. played a beat. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, we, we yeah. Me. I, yeah, I beat it right after we finished recording the other night or last week. We played that. Yeah. So I played Absolver. It's it's a fun game. It's it's very underrated. I'm surprised not a lot of people picked this up. I know everybody got it free for PlayStation. And what could you say about what what could you say about Absolver, Corey? Because I'm not really good at explaining the game. You you well, can do a better job. Exal- Absolver is really a game that allows you to custom build it's a martial art pvp game and a real-time fighter and it really takes a lot of mastering and getting used to to understand the controls and how the game works and it's really neat the way they designed the game so if you fight someone that's a different stance than you are if you block certain attacks from them or you hit them a certain way, you learn their stance or you understand their stance, which then gives you more um, response time on your own stances. And the more you use your own abilities, uh, you can actually learn them as well. So it's a real fun game. Um, the only downside to it is, is exactly what I said. It's a PvP game first and foremost. And I really wish they would have expanded the story because... It's a really cool game where you go through this world, you go through these, uh, like it trains you throughout the game and it's like, okay, go on your mission to learn your training. And then once you finish the training, it pops you back into the real world and it says, okay, now you're a Absolver, go back and, you know, complete the missions and like do stuff and and, like, now you're this master. And and the cool thing was, I'm like, okay, cool, neat. We can move forward and we're going to be able to go forward and get stuff done and do all this cool stuff but then the problem is with that is it doesn't let you do that it's that's just the intro into the story so really the entire game is you training in the virtual world to be the better absolver than everybody else um but really for being a combat based game i never thought that it would be so in depth because there's so many different ways to play I know a lot of people just button mash in it, but if you get really good at it, you don't have to. Um, and there's clans and things like that. But obviously, um, due that it's so old when me and Joe were playing recently, uh, a lot of the things like inviting your friend to a server was not working properly. Um, would actually just crash the game every time we tried to do it. Um, clans weren't working. So there's a lot of things that just aren't working anymore in the game, which is really sad to see because... It's a game I would have liked to see a sequel to. Uh, more of a PVE mode of it would be great. Um, but it's just, that's the way it sits. So, it's good, though. What yeah, else? I really liked it. I, I oh, think okay. the final boss was the hardest thing for me in the entire game. And she was a bitch. Like, like literally, a bitch. And... One- well, I was going to say, and, and I think part of the issue with that is because when I played the game originally and beat it, um, the way the game works is you can find people in your in your world. And as you find them, you can ask them to join your clan or whatever, and you become friends with them. And so the way I played the game is I found people that needed the same guys I did. I joined up with them and we just ran through everything. And there was three of us. So 
to fight the last boss, it wasn't that hard because if one of us got downed, another person would go pick them up while the other person's distracting the final person. Where, like I say, that's where that game falls short is because of not having the ability to do that on a whim, it took us most of the time you playing through the rest of the game. I wasn't able to connect with you to, to get anything done. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a great multiplayer experience if it works. So, I mean, not, not knowing where to go half the game heard it too. But I think that's part of it. That's, that's nice about the challenge. I think it's really neat because you walk, uh, you, you see it like, okay, this is the dot. I don't know where this dot is. And you're like, okay, well I'm here. I know it's somewhere North of me. And it, it kind of gets you that exploring aspect of the game. And I think that's, kind of where we're supposed to go but like i say if you were with other people it's where you're walking you see someone else hey i need to know where to go can you help me like guys like yeah sure follow me it it's it kind of can work that way but the problem is is that with not having any of that work it's really hard to find where to go but yeah anything else you played there joe well, no, we know that's... what you. I would say, well, you know what else we played, but that I think that's going to bring us into our topic of our show, eh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're both done with what we played, so yeah, let's go to the topic of the show. So the topic of the show this week is, like we said before, the mini partner direct that uh, for October from this from the Nintendo final one of the year. They said actually, which you know what? In all honesty, I think is a good thing. I really think it's neat that Switch is kind of at this point they understand where they sit. They're going, hey, look. This is what we have to look forward to on the Switch. This is what we're doing. Here's what's coming out or due to come out in the next little while. We might have something after the new year, but I think it's really it's really smart for them to just at this point in time when PlayStation and Xbox in the next couple of weeks is just going to dominate the media because the new console is coming out. It's really smart for them to pull back and go, okay, you know what? Let them have their time after they're done spewing out all their crap and talking about this and doing all that we'll come in afterwards and be like hey now that you've got all settled down this is the switch so i think it's a really neat idea that they did that i do like where they're going with that um so the first thing we saw was bravely default 2 uh we got a um update on the game uh they told us that you know it's going to come out a little bit later um going to come out in what was it in they're, they're de- delaying it till february i honestly it's not really delayed i think they're just polishing it and it's going to come out february 26th uh 2021 well the the cool thing i like about it is joe did you catch if you were listening to when you were listening to it about the idea that during the demo um they actually took the comments from people during that demo and actually put it into the game and actually fixed the final product due to the fact of what they heard like, uh, actually, Corey, that's something they did in the last game as well. Um, they yeah. took feedback from the demo that they made and they made the game better. And they that's actually how they came up with the. Um, the idea for the for the way to turn off the uh, random encounters, it came from that. It came from a demo. People were like, well, we don't like this. We want to have the ability to either increase the amount of encounters, decrease the amount of encounters, have no encounters. And I thought that was pretty cool about Bravely Default. It kind I, of, I, it, yeah, it's a game where they're listening to the people. And honestly, like, I wish they would just rebrand Bravely, Bravely Default Final Fantasy, honestly, because that's really what it is. These well, are like, it, the real Final like, Fantasy games. 
Yeah, it's just like Final Fantasy Mobile or or, or Switch. Basically, I, I mean, I wish they did give it a name or even just even if they just called it within the same thing, like Final Fantasy Bravely Default. I, I don't know if they could do that. I mean, they, they have Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, like there's ways to do it. Um, I just think the reason why they don't want to call it Final Fantasy, I think, in the beginning was because I don't think they thought that it was going to be as big as it was. And I, don't I mean, think they're they fantastic thought... games. Have you played them? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I played them. That's not what I'm what I'm saying is I don't think they thought that they didn't want to confuse people with going, hey, it's not as much effort as we put into Final Fantasy 15 or 16 or like, you know, the name titles. Um, you know, I think that's where a, a while ago, not like during the PS3 era, especially um, they kind of got into a problem where they were like, hey, this is final. Like when they came up with Final Fantasy 13. And they're like, here's Final Fantasy 13, and here's 16 different versions of the game that are kind of come out. Or I know it wasn't 16, but you know, I'm exaggerating a little bit. But there were so many versions of the game that everyone's like, okay, so this is Final Fantasy 13 versus, which became Final Fantasy 15. But it's like, but this is not connected to this, or this is connected. And it was like really confusing because everyone's trying to put it in the same world and things like that. Where just calling it Bravely Default is kind of neat because it 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 gives it its own fan base and its own like kind of niceness with that. And it you get to relive. I, it's really like Final Fantasy. It's a the best of all the Final Fantasies really put into one. So I really enjoy it. I mean, I really enjoy the games because they use the job mechanics from Final Fantasy like four and five and six. And I and really tactics. like that. I'm sorry. And tactics advance. Yeah. And, and tactics. tactics advance. So I love tactics advance. I love Tactics Advance is my favorite, one of my favorite Final Fantasy spinoff games. It, it probably is my favorite Final Fantasy spinoff game of all time. I put hundreds of hours into Tactics Advance on the uh, on the Game Boy Game Advance. Boy. Tactics yeah. Advance Two wasn't that good, but Tactics Advance One. Well, Tactics Advance Two tried to be too much like Tactics, and not as much as Tactics Advance. So, well, it also tried to do a lot more things like the weird, like rolling and colors, and yeah, it, it was weird. I don't know. So anyway, next on the list of things we saw was Story of Seasons Pioneer of Olive Town, a new game that's coming out uh, for the Switch. Um, if I'm correct, it's slated for uh, uh, spring of 2021. March the 23rd is when they said it was going to come out. Um, to me, this just looks like a more realistic looking. It's like a Harvest Moon almost, it seems like. I don't know if you got that impression, Joe. Or I believe this series is Harvest Moon or it was Harvest Moon. I'm confused. changing. I'm just confused. The name. I, I'm just confused because I I thought Mineral Town was a Harvest Moon spinoff, so I'm 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 really fucking confused. Like I thought Story Maybe. of Seasons was a Har- Harvest Moon game. It could be. I don't know. I didn't look up the developer to see what they had made before, but it it I definitely looked like a Har- way, it definitely sure. looked like a Harvest Moon game. It just looks like more of going the route of hey, I'm going to take my one watering can and you know water things. Like everything looks a lot more automated. It looks a lot more. Um, moving to the routes of not spending so much time having to farm all the time. It's going to be more of things are somewhat automated for you. And then you have to like only maintain it instead of just doing it all the time. Cause that was the big problem with harvest moon games is that you, you really had to focus on how you'd fall asleep in the middle of the mud. Cause you were trying to water all your plants or whatever. So yeah. But, yeah. If you, if you, uh, if you do too many things in a day. Yeah. 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 So the next game they showed us was Surviving the Aftermath. Now with this game, um, I it's spring 2021. Uh, we only saw a quick trailer. Um, this is cool. Yeah, it looks really neat. 
like a zombie I'm, zombie survival yeah, game or kind of well, like a zombie know, right like that's the problem we just saw a cinematic trailer i got i'm hoping it's a survival zombie game for the switch that would be really neat to have i think it'd be really cool to have like some type of it, it's like we always say, Joe, the best games for Switch are the games where I can put it down, walk away from it, come back and restart. So if it's a, like a game where I'm like building a base, surviving from zombies, I think that's really neat. Um, we'll hopefully see more, obviously, come the new year um, with more about this, like actually going into the actual breakdown of what this game is other than just a trailer. So, I mean, it looks promising. Uh, it, it, a lot of it looked like it was the town builder and, you know, you're mm-hmm. building your town, fortifying your town. But what are you fortifying it for? Because it never really showed yeah what you're yeah. fortifying from and i was like okay well is it zombies because if it's zombies this is gonna be sick but well it's just survive the aftermath too it could be an aftermath of like a nuclear war it could be a lot of other things like yeah i'm hoping knows, it's an right? aftermath of a zombie attack or maybe it's multiple maybe it's like sim city and it's like multiple different things happen who knows so the next game we saw was immortals phoenix rising is coming to the switch um this was actually quite a surprise because this is one of the games that originally was going to be um, I know it was coming out for PS4 and Xbox, but it was kind of one of those games where people didn't know it was originally called uh, Gods and Monsters. Um, and a lot of people thought it was just be a PS5 Xbox Series X game. Uh, but now it seems like Ubisoft is kind of putting this as their um, this is the guys that made Odyssey. Uh, they've made another game and this it's more cartoony, uh, more not so serious. Um, game looks really good I'm kind of excited for it um, I don't know if I'm going to buy it for the Switch I'm going to probably go to the PS4, PS5 route for my personal self but I know Joe you were looking forward to this on the Switch right? Yeah um, I know it's coming out for everything I it, it looks really good it looks like a, a nice action adventure game for the Switch uh, there's not really a lot of action adventure games on the Switch we kind of talked about this before we started recording today um, and that'll we talked about that to- on our, our, our old episode too remember yeah, like our last uh, episode we talked about the idea of it definitely is a topic that comes up all the time is that there really is not enough action adventure games on the switch. Like there's everything else under the sun. There's a million RPGs. There's a million simulation games. There's racing games, but there's not a lot of action games. And if they are action games, 90% of them are ports of old action games. Nothing new. And and like I said, right in this, this little category we've got here, we've got two that are right there. Right. Like I say, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what comes out. Um, now, sadly, going from that point, we get to see the Bakugan game. Um, I don't know. It comes out in November. I've seen uh, IGN did videos on this. For one, I didn't realize Bakugan was still a thing. Yeah, um, I didn't either. Well, who the hell plays Bakugan? Two, I watched the video on this, and it just seems like it's like trying to go the Pokemon route, but just really badly. Um, basically I just saw two giant robots fighting with guy. You were the character running around the feet of the robot, pushing buttons, making an attack. Like, I don't know. I'm not going to put much time into talking about this because I don't really care. If you guys care about it, let us know in the comments on our Facebook group of why you care. And then, uh, we'll go from there. Um, the next, what? I mean, are you down with Bakugan or is like something you would play or no, no, I like my card. I like card games, which. Brings me to the next game, which is the card-based game uh, Grifflands is going to have a Switch edition, which I love card games. Uh, this game looks really cool. It's the idea that it's a roguelike deck building game um, and it looks like an RPG at the same time. I'm really stoked about this. I can't wait to play it. Um, this is a game I would probably preferably dry- buy on my Switch than anything else because this just looks good. Um, I can't wait. I- it sucks that it's not till summer 2021. 20- I really 
thought this would be a game that would preferably be switched to be forward a little bit, but I mean, what can we do? This is probably a game that's hurt because of COVID, so that's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll wait. I've got lots of other things to play. What do you what do you think about this, Joe? I know you were excited for this too. It looks it looks interesting. I I've never played. I I really want to play like Slay the Spire, and this looks like another game in that like genre. So yeah. it could be interesting. Yeah. And then the next game I know you talked about was Tropical Six. Um, I've played this. I know it's it's your basic town you building. You played Six? I didn't know Six was out for anything else. Tropical Six. Yeah, it's up for it's we got for PlayStation. Oh wait, did we get five? We got five. Oh okay, but it's out for PlayStation. Tropical Six is out for PlayStation. It's coming out at the same time. Either it way, is? um, I've tried. Yeah, I'm don't. I'll look this up, but um, I know I played five anyway. Whatever one they gave us for PS Plus, um, I played that before. It's your basic uh, town building sim. The difference is with Tropico is it's your uh, taking. Uh, an island in the Caribbean, if I'm correct. But the way it works is it's actually, um, yeah, they did give us six for free. It came out in March of 2000 and 2019. Oh, so it's that old of a game. Yeah. So, so it's just coming to switch, but either way, um, it's the idea that with this game, um, you're, you're a drug Lord. You can choose what you want to do with your town. It's, it's kind of like a sim builder, but it's just different types of sim builder. It's not your standard sim builder, like most other sim builders. So I'm not a huge fan of, so what you're saying is it's basically Sims drug Lord. Kind of. Yeah. It's just, there's a lot of things like you have to like, because you're running a democracy. So then you have to like worry about more like the politics side of things and stuff like that. And then like rival, uh, like me and Brandon played it where we had to like play against each other. And it was like rivals of, you know, trying to like send armies at each other and things like that. So it is a difference. They're, they're, so is it's that an like, interesting is game. Thing? It kind of plays like a kind of like civilization. Not really. It's more based on the, the there's a lot more political side of things than Civ. Civ is more, I don't know. I, I, in all honesty, I'd have to play more than just two or three games of it to really remember it. I'm just not a fan of, those types of games like SimCity and stuff like that. I'd rather have like games like you said, like Civ, where I, I it's an immediate after effect and I'm not really having to worry about the town itself. I just play the thing it is. Um so the next thing we saw, Joe, um, which was really interesting, um Nintendo revealed that they have a cloud version, uh cloud system that they've now released and in development that brought us uh, Hitman 3 and uh control ultimate edition to the Switch. Now I know we didn't mention this in our what we've been playing, but uh, you and me both played the trial version of Control uh, on the Switch through through this, and um, I have to say, uh, there's a there's a lot of good things about this. Um, I'm really excited on the idea that for one, it only took up 98 megabytes on my Switch, so I don't have to worry about having a game like Control that would would have been what 50 gigs on the PlayStation 4. Something yeah, so it probably would have been like. 16 or 24 megabytes on the switch usually it's compressed it's compressed a lot in the switch so yeah i'm not sure it would have been all, like that much. but either way it, it would, it would have still space compared to 100 megabytes though right like the idea that this game takes 100 megabytes i'm clouding it and in all honesty like i hear people talk all the time about you know on the ps4 it chugs unless you have the high end unless you have a pro and things like that and i played this and i'm like i don't know better than i played on the ps4 and I have like yeah. both versions. So. 
and and that's crazy to me because I know cloud gaming is becoming a thing and Xbox has got the X cloud and the game pass kind of idea. And then the idea that now switch has jumped into that market of having their own cloud company that's bringing us big giant games. It really well, if opens. Not, if I'm not mistaken, didn't they already experiment with cloud service gaming on the switch in Japan last year with Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Resident Evil seven? I can't remember. Probably. I believe so. I believe they tried it last year in Japan. And then moved it over here this year to the to the West. And it's really interesting to see um, how well, Nintendo getting... can pull this off. Like when I watched, when I played Control on the Switch, dude, I was mesmerized that the Switch could actually play Control. Like Control was a game of the year game. And well, game, Control was also a game that was breaking not just consoles like PCs. It was a hard thing for things to play in general. Like everything had issues in some way, shape or form on it. And the idea that with it clouding the way it is, we don't have any of those issues being evident is just insane. And this means that the, the crazy thing that this means too is do, I don't know how far Nintendo is going to take this, but this could mean that we could see a lot of like our biggest issues when it came to the switch was how are they going to survive the, the PS five and the Xbox series X. But if things are going to continue to move this way, where they're going to move everything to a cloud, and do it that way instead where you're just purchasing from a cloud and ha- owning the game that way um this could have a lot of big name titles uh, be playable on the switch that the switch would not be able to do on its own so this is huge for nintendo for sure yeah i mean it's it's definitely a step into the future for them where they could get a lot of games ported to the switch that you never thought would be possible like you could definitely see you could see Resident Evil come stateside. You could see them put Resident Evil 2 and 3 on the Switch, which would Final be really Fantasy cool. Final Fantasy 7 Remake. That would be interesting, too, if they got Square to put Final Fantasy 7 Remake on the Switch. I mean, they have a pretty good relationship with Square in general well, for exactly. getting games on the Switch. I, I think if they talked to, you know, Sony and they struck a deal somehow and they got well, it's, Final it's Fantasy not ex- 7 Remake yeah. on the Switch, I think it would be huge, dude. Oh, I think it would too, and that's the big thing. Like uh, Red Dead Redemption, like game now. Now here, now, now we is possible, yeah. or now uh, Grand Theft Auto, Grand is, Theft Auto possible. is possible. Yeah. yeah, Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead Redemption. Um, I don't know how it'd work with the online due to the fact that your online would be connected to their online. I don't know how that works because with cloud, you're playing a version of the game that's on someone on on the server computer, basically. So that server version of the computer would have to be hooked up to your PSN or your Activision account. So I don't know how that would work on the online aspects of it, but even the just the story based versions of it, uh, this this could really open the doors for a lot of different things. And like I say, uh, with them releasing this cloud version, now there's all those companies that are going, hey, remember how we talked about wanting to be I wish we could our game could play on the switch. Now it can. Um, Not only that, it's more marketable, right? Because now they don't have to worry about having to pay for anything or they make cartridges or all that garbage like it's it's a cheaper way to get on the switch oh exactly and like with the cloud gaming too it's working with a third-party company and stuff like that and once it's in that third-party company's hands they don't really have to touch much of it as it is uh because that if i'm correct that version of that company is just running off the pc version of the game so as long as their game runs on pc it should run through the cloud um but yeah, no, I, I think this is a really good move. I really do prefer this over the idea of going the xCloud way of having a, a pass system where you don't really own anything. I would rather have a cloud system where I could buy games and then play them wherever I want. I think that's a really cool idea that 
you know, I could bring whatever I like. If I go to my buddy's house, I can bring my switch and, you know, play control. And I don't have to bring like if I go now uh, on a trip, instead of having to try to worry about going on a trip and bringing my PlayStation 5 so I can, you know, play these big games, I can then bring my switch and do the same thing. So it's it's really neat that I know it's not on the go playing it because the odds of you being able to cloud control ultimate edition while you're like riding the bus is going to probably be not very good but the idea of me staying at a hotel uh me at you know the airport things like that those are things that maybe be possible with cloud gaming for sure so it's really neat to see 100 percent. i mean i i do like the the fact that you know it does take up less space like i know we talked about that but that's a huge thing for me when i'm starting to run out of memory space the memory's not cheap for the switch I mean, once you get up to those higher echelon cards, they start getting like the price of the they're like the price of the console now. So I like how it only takes up 100, you know, 100 megabytes. megabytes. That's insane. Yeah. What do you think about that? If you have a 256 gig card and say every game took up that 98 megabytes, right? So that 100 would be like the sweet spot. I mean, that's what 10 games every gig. So that's like. 2000 games sitting on your switch. Imagine for indie titles, though, how the hell good that would be for indie titles. Well, and this is where we might see a pass system come through this. This might be Nintendo's new way of like doing things. This is also a really neat way of doing demos. Um, cloud gaming, I think, is the better way to do demos because um, we talked about it before, especially with COVID and everything, that um, the one big problem that's happening for everyone right now is, you know, going to uh, conventions and things like that. And I think cloud gaming allows people to do that because now the company that's making the game can go, here you go. We're going to open it up to the cloud. Here's our demo to the cloud. Um, It's going to hit that server and everyone can just play it from that server port and then just do it that way instead of having to go in. So there's a lot of benefits to cloud gaming for sure. And I'm really excited to see that this is the way it was going because the way it was going the other direction, I was kind of getting scared because I just thought it was going to be more of a, subscription basis kind of idea and you know it's always gaming on the go which really isn't the reason why we enjoy cloud gaming um this version of it is is really what i'm looking forward to so i mean yeah we even talked talked about like it being like the point where like nintendo could do this as their as their nintendo online like they could shift nintendo online to cloud service the whole yeah it's it's one of those things i don't think nintendo will ever do that well with the option to download so like they could do it with the option to download but think of it this way, Corey. Now you can bring back so with cloud gaming service for Nintendo Online, maybe you up the subscription to sixty dollars a year. You offer higher end titles for free each month, or one game free each month, or it rotates out each month. So it, it would kind of be now. like they could, they could do that now without having the, 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 without doing cloud gaming. Where the cloud gaming comes in for them is it's the idea that. Like I say, that's why cloud gaming and subscription model doesn't really make it a lot work, of sense. Though. But think of it this think of it this way. Okay. So say say like all your Mario's and all your free Nintendo games that you that you already have, they were all just on the cloud and you could it's like they, a service, they, right? Like a Netflix. But here's the, but here's Netflix, the problem. If they, you they, wanted to buy them and play them offline, you would have the option to buy them for like five, seven dollars, like you used to be able to do. Here's the problem with that is cloud gaming is usually through a computer. So they would have to make a computer be able to run Switch games, which is where the problem with the Switch is running into it as it is. Um, And that's where 
cloud gaming becomes an issue is that you're having to make a computer that's able to play that. That's why Xbox can get away with the cloud is because Xbox is making their games for PC. All their games are made for PC. And then they're just allowing the cloud to play those PC versions of those games on every console. Um, Whereas Nintendo would have to convert every one of their games into a PC version of it, which the the scary thing about that is as soon as they do that, that opens them up to somebody finding them and taking them. And then that's a whole different ballgame. But I do see where you're coming from. I just think that, I don't know, it's one of those things where, like I said before, it'd be kind of the idea of the demo system, right? If maybe for a month they allowed you to cloud the new Mario game, you know, or or, or, or or like the good old PlayStation trials, right? Instead of having to download the full game and then play only an hour of it and then be like, I don't want this game. Now you have to delete the whole entire game. You're playing a demo of an hour. And then if I don't like it, okay, it's 100 megabytes on my console. It's not, you know, this giant, huge, massive chunk. And I think that's really neat for cloud gaming as well. But I think we'll, we'll, we might come back to this after seeing what happens in the, ne- in the new year and then come back to cloud gaming and see how it's changed the industry. But for right now, we'll go into the next thing that happened, which is No More Heroes 1 and 2 came out that day. Um, and then with that... Uh, this no was More the Heroes- huge surprise of the conference, 100%. Exactly. And then No More Heroes 3 is still coming and it's in 2021. Um, it was kind of funny because we were actually just talking about that last week about I said, I'm a surprise that there's not No More Heroes 1 and 2 on the Switch with No More Heroes 3 coming out. Um, and we got it. Now, we both bought it. It's another game that we played this week. Uh, we both bought the first one to play it first and then we're going to move into the second one. Um, I know you and Joe, you and me, Joe, we both stand on both two different sides of this uh, conversation. I really thought it was neat and I loved it. Now, the reason is for that. I'm just going to put my my five cents out there. I, I bought the game originally on the Wii, um, which I know Joe did too. Um, I like the Wii motion controls with it. I played with Joy-Cons. Did you play the PlayStation my... 3 version with the Move? No. See, that's the thing. I never played the PlayStation version because at the time I, I, I just, when it came out, I was like, that's cool. And then I'm like, where are my move controllers? I dig them out of a case. And it's like, oh, then I got to find a mini USB to, to charge them. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just not going to bother. Um, I still owned it on the Switch, on the Wii. So I was like, it's the same thing. It's just up a bit. Um, I really, I, I wish they would have done a little bit more on the up side of things. It, it, there is times where it looks a little chunky. But at the exact same time, it's still the same No More Heroes game I fell in love with. I do like using the the Joy-Cons. I just think, I, I just don't see myself playing it on handheld and finding enjoyment with it because I just don't think the, you know, the cool moves are there. Like pile driving, like giving the pile driver to someone is like lifting the controller in two different directions. Like you're lifting up. It's almost like you're doing it yourself anyway. It just, it just feels better. I don't know. That's where I came from. How did you feel with it, Joe? I felt like it played okay on handheld mode. Like, it did what I needed it to do. But, I don't know. Like, the buttons kind of feel cumbersome. Like, like you have to to, to um to charge the katanas. Do you, you just have to take the right Joy-Con and wiggle it up and down, right? Like the, Yeah, the left. Le- I have to push L1 or left L. And then just wiggle the right Joy-Con left and right. And that's it. Oh, so you do the same thing on the... Uh, you, you press L1. And then you um, you toggle back and forth, left and right on the on the actual oh, on, the, um, on the analog on the C stick, yeah, or on the stick, yeah, yeah. 
and see, that's the thing. I just, I just think that the the problem with that is that it's just there's so many things that you're doing with that. Like that's where the problem I do, I just I just see with that version of it is because you're using the sticks all the time. Those are also the same things you have to use to dodge. So if you're yeah, trying it's, to it's, like, yeah, it's crazy. Well, it's crazy. It's just crazy how it works. And it, it was the buttons are their buttons are kind of convoluted. I might give it another shot and play like the second. Um, the second assassin. I only beat the first assassin, and I was like, I wanted to give it a fair shake. I wanted to play through the whole first assassin and see how it how it played. Did you get to the part where you start playing mini games yet, or are you still only um, on the assassin? I just got that. I just finished the first assassin. I just had it at the point where I had to earn money, and then so I was just about to go to my first mini game, and then I stopped playing. So okay, I didn't um, even get to the mini games. I beat my first assassin as well, but didn't go to the first mini game. Yeah, so I haven't got to the mini game yet. So like I said, in all honesty, it's just exactly like the wii version just there i really do like the price point they came out with i like the idea that they didn't decide to just gouge us on trying to sell this for like crazy amounts of money i do like the idea that they gave it to us at a, at a price point that makes sense oh man so, there was no nintendo tax on this i was absolutely shocked yeah well and, and i think that's because this is technically not a nintendo game i think that because it's grasshopper is really um the idea that i don't i think they controlled that which i think good on them for keeping it where it was at so and and for no more heroes 3 super excited can't wait 2021 let's go yeah it's a galactic so. battle in space it looks pretty cool so we got we got kind then, of some plot to it and yeah yeah it's gonna take and then place then, in space like there's a galactic tournament in space and let's just more no more heroes nonsense that's actually like or do they or do they come down from space i, I have no idea it's I just no, no more here. It looks pretty sick, though. I'm excited. So the next one that came out was uh, we got to look at part time UFO, which we didn't realize me and Joe only found out while researching all this is actually came from Hal Laboratories, the same guys that made Kirby. Um, I really I mean, it's a ten dollar game. Um, this looks fun. It reminds me of like a claw machine game. I really like the idea where this is going. I like the idea that there is a multiplayer aspect to it as well. Um, I mean, this game just looks cool. I, I, I just it's it surprises me that, you know, Hal's really making a lot of games. And it's it's weird that they're just like they made the Kirby fighting game and then now they're making this game. So like they're just. It's like, OK, is, is Kirby coming back? Like, is this going to be a big giant? Because Kirby's like anniversary is coming up. So like, is, are they actually working on that or like are they just doing everything else but that? So who knows? But I mean, what you I know you were interested to buy this game. This might be one of our uh, maybe if we could figure it out. Maybe if you get yourself a stream box, we can actually figure out how to do this for extra life. I mean, Maybe. it's definitely it's definitely looks like a fun game. I like little games like that where like you just, you know, you you, you earn. It looks like you earn coins for completing the jobs. And then as you complete yeah. jobs, you, you can get like other jobs and you're pretty much just stacking things. It's it's one of the it's you remember what it, you know what it reminds me of, Corey? Do you remember it? Um, do you remember Flipmo? On the 3DS? No. The one with the little guy and you flip the the tile pieces around and like you complete the puzzles? No. I think that's what it's called. Flip Mo. Push Mo. Push Mo. Still no. Yeah, Push Mo was this little guy and you pushed you push and pulled blocks and you climbed up them and then you had to get to the top where the flag was. And it was a little neat Nintendo game. I'm not sure that might have been made by Hal as well. If not, you know, people correct me, but it was a cute little game. And 
this kind of reminded me of that. It also reminded me of the Nintendo Badge Club with the crane and like, but this is like just stacking things and it it looks really cool. I kind of want to check it out. I, I think it's it's out now. It's $10. You know, why not? Why not check it out? Exactly. And the other thing that came out that exact day is the next thing we're going to talk about, which we're going to do something we've never done before on the show, guys. We're going to add a segment. It's called Pass or Play. And we're going to talk about Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Oh, my God. Age of Calamity. Corey can't talk or say Calamity. Yeah, I can't. I can't talk today. So the demo came out. Um, me and Joe were going to give you guys our very first impressions of the game that we played so far. They gave us the whole chapter one, which was quite nice. Um, we're coming at the aspects of comparing this to, obviously, we, we, we can't not compare this to Hyrule Warriors. I mean, um, I can't not. I, I mean, Hyrule yeah. Warriors is my baby, so. Yeah, we have to look at this from that standpoint. And, um, this game, um, it, it's really, it's, it's. I don't know. It's in a weird bubble. Wouldn't you agree, Joe? Like, it's just in this weird bubble where after playing the demo, I don't know if it's like a full on, like you were saying, a full on Mushu game like Hyrule Warriors is, or if it's more of like, I felt it was more of like an action uh, action game like Devil May Cry. So, if- I mean, you know, as well as anybody else does that listens to this show, that I am numero uno Hyrule Warriors fan. Like, I love Hyrule Warriors, and I especially love Hyrule Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition on the Switch. Like, I bought it the day it came out, and literally when I bought it, like, the day it came out, I left for Florida to go to Disney World for a week. So I played it at midnight the day it came out before I had to get on a flight, like, six hours, and I put, like, a whole six hours in, and then slept on the plane because that's how much I wanted to play the game. So I just played the entire time before I had to leave for my vacation. Then I left for a week and then I came back to come home and play it. <laughs> and when you're in Disney World, the last thing you want to be thinking about is a game sitting at home. But I couldn't stop thinking about it because I love Hyrule Warriors. Um, that said, um, I was super jazzed to hear that we were getting a demo for Age of Calamity. I was actually at work and I was like, oh, man, I just want to like call out of work for the rest of the day or just like kind of fake being sick and go home and play it. But I was like, I can't do that. So, so I had to wait till I got home to play it. And I almost I almost thought of doing the unthinkable, Corey, which is like asking my wife to like download it for me. So when I got home, it would have been done. Holy cow, that's 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 when you get really desperate because her picking up your switch. That's like you're asking her that it's like, OK, do I it's want like to pay pay for it? her? Yeah, well, also, it's like, do I want Joe to pay attention to me today? Maybe I'll just hide this thing. And he'll never know where it is. And then he'll come home being like, where's my demo? And it's like, make dinner first. And you're going to be like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. I don't think it would ever be that way. My wife's my wife understands that I like video games. She just tolerates yeah. it at this point. <laughs> no, I know. I know she want to do that. It's just funny if if it did happen, it would be hilarious. I mean, not to go on a tangent, but like when I've ever whenever I've asked her to go pick me up something from the store. Like, because, like, you know, they're low on copies or, you know, my pre-order came out. She's pretty good at just doing it, so. That's what makes a good wife. Even if she doesn't play video games, at least she lets you still play them yourself. Hey, man. It's nice, right? Oh, exactly. 
But anyway, back to the demo itself, right? So let's talk demo. Um, so the first thing that struck me about this game versus the first game or the original game, because I really can't call it a sequel because it's not. Uh, and and to touch on what you said first uh, about it being less of a Mushu game, more action adventure game. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about that yet. I want to play more of this and I don't want to play more of the demo because I don't think the demo does the game justice. Um, it gives you a brief piece of what the game's going to be. Um, oh, don't get me wrong. Like, like from the way I've played the, like when I played the demo, I played all the way through. I finished all the, the, the two story missions you could do in chapter one. I did all the side quests. I, you know, unlocked all the other stuff. Um, I think this game has its own place. Like, I would still play this just as much as I play Hyrule Warriors. I just think it fits I a won't. different plan. I here okay. Let me phrase it this way. Sorry, maybe not. As the, it doesn't have the meat and potatoes. It looks like that the yeah. first game had. But but okay. Well, or OG had. Let's just refer yeah, to it as OG. The OG. Yeah, I don't. Maybe it's not the the amount I would play it. I just think I I don't think this game being the way it is is going to stop me from playing it. It's still a great game. It still plays neat. It's just it plays different, which I like that. It doesn't feel like another Hyrule Warriors with just a different skin, which I like the idea of that because I want a game to be different in some aspects. Give me new mechanics. Give me new you know, story. Give me new character. Give me new gameplay. Because if I was to just if this was just going to be a reskin of Hyrule Warriors just with a new story mode attached to it and I was paying full price for it, well, then that's a I know people are going to buy it, but it I mean, just, I would buy that, but that's because yeah, I, I like the first game. But I think that would be more of a negative thing for me than playing it on its own, being its own game, being its own story, being the way it plays, being that it has different aspects of it, being that it's got, you know, different characters. Is different. Well, I think Nintendo was smart. Like, so really what Nintendo and sorry to cut you off, um, what Nintendo really did with this version of the game is they took um they took a story that they want to tell which is the the 100 year war from breath uh breath of the wild yeah and they told it in a way in which made sense is to tell it in a mushu game why because it's a war yeah easy way to adapt a story into a war in a game where you just kill thousands and thousands of enemies right i think it makes sense don't you yeah and well the 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 thing with this too is like leading up to breath of the wild this kind of answers the question of well why was everything the way it was exactly which is cool right. it makes me want to play like this game okay so the cool thing that this game is going to make me do it's going to make me want to play breath of the wild when i finish it yeah well they did the same thing for me i'm like huh but this all happens huh i'm like now i want to know what everything looks like in breath of the wild like because you see the kingdom it's the exact same map it's the exact same everything else so um you get to see the differences between the two and like i say um it's really neat on the aspect of where they're going with this too, that it's a different style of game. So it kind of breaks it up, but they're still sticking to the breath of the wild side where he's not having a master sword right away. Um, I maybe you unlock it, but I mean, right now I just got sticks and a, a broadsword and you're picking up weapons left, right and center. Like you do in, you know, breath of the wild. I don't know if they break, but you know, they don't break. Uh, actually that's one of the coolest things. They don't break. Yeah, so, I mean, this game is really neat. I do like um, the combat system. I think it's really nice. I think it's really neat that it continues to still play somewhat like um, the good old 
the the Hyrule Warriors. I do have a slight dislike to the um mini bosses or the basically the 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 leaders or the the big guys basically the general uh, the generals yeah the generals to me are a little bit of a pain i don't think they should well let's be go a- let's go section by section we let's let's okay. talk about the story first the story is what drew me in because i didn't expect it to be that much story because the first Hyrule warriors doesn't have that much story but then again this is made by nintendo more than it's made by Koei Tecmo this ray around this time around, and the the story is what really I think I would play it for. Like let let's put it on the story. The story is a big make me want to play this game for sure, one hundred percent. So then I guess next would be characters because you know after a story comes characters. Now I know in the demo we've only got to play a very few amount of characters, um, three to be exact. Um, but they all play I, distinctly, distinctly different. Yeah, that that is one thing I like about this compared to, um, you know, Hyrule Warriors is that in Hyrule Warriors, yes, every character plays different, but they all kind of play the s- some characters all kind of play the same. They 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 kind of group themselves. Where okay, sure, this person shoots things, but so does five other people in, in the same direction. It's just looks different and. They sometimes punch differently. Um, whereas this game, every character plays vastly different from the other the other two characters that were available to us. Now, if they give me, say... Because do we know how many characters there are going to be in this one, Joe? Well, they data mined. I know you can play as the Divine Beast, so that, that at least brings it up to seven. Um, I know they data mined it, and it shows two rows of characters, and I think there's eight eight characters in each row, so that's 16 playable characters, which is far smaller than the last game. But... It also it looks hurt. like there might be DLC coming, and it looks like some of the characters are going to be from other games because it looks like this game has a lot to do with like time travel, especially with like the Sheikah Slate, and you kind of see that at the end of the yeah yeah end of the first chapter. Well, and the big thing is if they give me sixteen characters that play as diversified as the three characters we've already seen, um, um, game. I'm, I'm all game for sixteen. I mean, characters. I'm buying this day one. I'm not gonna lie, like we, we all know. Joe. I mean, it's it's. They could have had shit on right now. This recording, it's officially twenty days from today, and I can't wait. It's literally, it's literally three weeks away. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so characters out of the way. Um, now the big one for us, I guess, is uh combat. Now, well, gameplay, yeah, gameplay. It does borrow a lot from the the combat side of things, uh, from the Mushu style games. Uh, the only part that is different is when it comes to the, um, I guess, your specialty meter, if you want to call it that way. So unlike the first game where um, Hyrule Warriors, where you just went through like a basically a scroll window and you picked a bomb, you threw a bomb, you picked a boomerang, you threw a boomerang. Um, you kind of knew by the type of enemy right away what they were going to do. Same with this one. The biggest difference with this game is what they've done is they've all linked it into one quick button. So if an enemy is about to attack me, I hit the quick button. It somewhat freezes the game, slows everything down. I push the the move that needs to be done and then it activates it. My only issue with that is that sometimes I find that activating those moves, it works the same way as the old game, but because the big boss guys, the generals or the that we were talking about, they don't really die unless you dodge them anyway. So 
you're really having to wait for them to attack you or you're having to wait for them to attack you so you can dodge them so you can actually do damage to them. Otherwise, you're just hitting them for a good three, four or five minutes trying to kill these guys. And that's kind of where I did find it a little bit painful because especially when you're just doing it to take out outposts, you're having the same generals to take out an outpost as you are to having to complete a mission. I just think that... Well, it's very different too. Like, So, for instance, like in the old game, when you wanted to take over a keep, all you had to do was clear out all the enemies so the keep bar went down like a regular Mushu game and then the general would show up and you kill the general. And he was a little bit stronger than everybody else. Whereas this one... There's like mini bosses and the mini boss is what controls the area. So like you can kill none of the enemies in the area and just kill the mini boss and the area is cleared. Well, no, if you still go into the so there is still keeps and if you go into a keep, it spawns a mini boss as you're oh, I'm sorry. you have to kill every enemy in the area, including the mini boss, right? Well, no, it does the same thing where you kill all the enemies and you only have to kill the once you kill the mini boss, it gives you the area. But like I say, that's what I said it's, di- it's different. That's not how the original yeah. game played. Yeah, but the mini boss is like I say, where you have to really like you're you're by the time he's the mini boss is dead, you've killed everyone because you're having to waste so many you're you're just constantly slashing at him that you're gonna hit everything else anyway. Um but like I say, um being like that, it's more like an action game than it is a Mushu game, where Mushu games are just really this overpowered character that just runs through everybody and once in a while you have to kind of worry about things. Whereas in an action adventure game you're having to okay, I gotta lock on to the guy. Okay. Is he going to attack me? Okay, he goes to a swing. I dodge roll. Slows down time. Uh, It works like Breath of the Wild, where once you get them into that dodge roll state or crit state, then you just continuously hit them, and it brings down their stamina bar. Once it's broken, then you can actually do a a very crazy amount of damage, which was in the original Hyrule Warriors as well, but it only worked for mini-bosses, whereas this is every uh, mini-boss and general does that. So um, it does bring a little bit more... um, makes it a little bit harder which I think is good, but I don't know how people's first experiences into this genre um, are going to be, uh, if they're going to find it as fun and exciting as you and me do. So I mean, that's that's like the big thing I was struggling with while playing the demo. And like you, you were talking to me while I was playing and you were you were hearing that I at times I just wasn't happy. Like, yeah. first of all, I think the game moves slower than the original game. And I know you yeah. have the same feeling like Link just doesn't feel as fast. Like, no, like at all. Like, and no, I think that's because of the, the the heavier control scheme makes the game slower because yeah, well, it just. I'm sorry. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, they just it just seems like every character. It's like it's like when you play a heavy character in the Mushu games where you're just like one, two, three. X. And I feel like Impy, I, I felt like Impa played kind of faster, but not as fast. And like no. she was definitely my favorite character in the demo. I think oh, Link 100%. was my least favorite. Impa and Zelda were definitely the two or the yeah. cooler characters. Like I, said, I think like Impa kind of played like a fast ninja, which was awesome. And you could like, and when you absorbed her like her like tomes, and then you unleashed them, it's fucking insane, dude. Yeah, when you got six shadow ninjas. Yeah. Oh my god, fucking shit was awesome. Yeah, no, and that's the, that's the cool thing. And like I say, I, I think it being a slower game that helps with the, the fighting of mini bosses and stuff like that. But again, that goes back to my ultimate point of like, of like why I struggled with the demo and struggled with liking it as much as I like the original game, which, you know. Did you fight the Guardian? Yes. So here's my big issue with that stupid thing is that you were supposed to lead it somewhere and you were supposed to run past it and stuff like that. And that thing at the beginning of the game, it's taking you out in two hits. And 
Yeah, well, that shows you how, like, I mean, because you're really not, you really shouldn't be fighting a guardian in the first. No, no, I wasn't fighting it. I was running away from it, but it yeah, would just be like auto locking, and you were like, "Oh shit!" You're not and supposed to fight it. You're supposed to just run. I was, I was running, but the way no, that the guardian game had played, kind of, the guardian's kind of like a Lu Bu fight, right? From a, from a Mushu game or a or a Volga yeah. fight from uh, Hyrule Warriors. Two characters you're really not supposed to f with when you first start playing the game because they're overpowered and they're showing yeah, well, how underpowered you are. No, I, um, didn't, I didn't. Didn't do that. What happened is it just so happened that it spawned when it spawned in, it spawned in right beside me, <laughs> and that's where I got screwed. Is because when it the, the clip played to put it in the map, I was so close to it that when I was trying to run away, it was it hit me twice as I was running away. Like I, it was an just a line, right? So I didn't have really much place to go. I tried dodge rolling, but it makes such a big explosion that you know I almost died twice. Um, I do like the idea that we can eat food as we go. It's not a potion system. I do like the idea that we just hit a bar. Well, I like how it's not a heart system. So it's not a, well, it's yeah. a heart system, but it's not a, like, you have to break open a pot and hope that there's hearts in it. No, or you break open the red pot and hope yeah, there's hearts in it. Food. You just eat food as you go. And apparently you yeah. can make, like, different kind of meals that, like, up your health before you start a battle yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And Yeah, like, Monster Hunter way. That's, that's yeah. what I was doing. Yeah. You, it's going to be, gonna be really cool. I, I'm excited for it. But again, it comes back to my ultimate question, Corey. And this is what I struggle with the most during the demo. And it, it's what it's what as a as a true high world warrior fan and a and a warrior fan in general, like who is this game for? Is it for warrior fans like myself or is it for Breath of the Wild fans? And that's and that's like where you're going to have that divide. Like, are the people that love this game and supported the first game going to want to play this game as much as they played the first game? Is it going to be as deep? Is it going to be as rewarding or as rich? Well, I can tell you it's going to be as rewarding in, in some aspects because like most Mushu games, you get showered with rewards after you kill things and beat each yeah. level. And that may, like be a, that may be a turnoff to regular fans because they don't understand why I'm getting showered with all these weapons at once. Or I do like the way they did that, though. I, well, I weapon system's it. cool, and we'll talk about that in a second. But... No, no, no. I, I'm talking about like the idea of like killing enemies in the original game. Like, if you had to, like, if you killed an enemy, you had to run over their dead body to pick up the item because it never moved. Uh, yeah, I know, one, I know. You know. Guys, it just all the items just like. Yeah, I know. I like I like how they they suck them in. There's like a magnet. It's pretty cool. Um, just hitting them instead of having to like stupid cinematic bullshit. But do you think this game is for Hyrule Warrior fans, or do you think this game is for? for Mushu fans, or do you think it's trying to strike that balance this time? I think what this game is doing is it's getting the people that played Breath of the Wild into liking a Mushu game so that they go buy Hyrule Warriors, too. I mean, it, it upsold Hyrule Warriors 110% in sales. Yeah, and I think... That's I, insane, I think right? I think we're going to see Hyrule Warriors, too. I think this game is getting prepared to like move people into a Hyrule Warriors, too, because I think we're going to see a Hyrule, Hyrule Warriors has been out for so long as the base version of the game. I think we'll possibly see a second one, and I think what they're going to do is bring out Age of Humanity as the kind of like bridge in between and be like, hey, here's this game. Next thing you know, here's Hyrule Warriors 2, where we took all the good things about Hyrule Warriors 1. We took all the good things that everyone liked about Age of Humanity. And then we just put it together. And I think that's where we're going in that aspect. So. I mean, I'd, I'd, be, da I'd be down for that. I definitely would. Um, like, like I said, I love I love Hyrule Warriors. Um, I have over 110 hours in the in the original game, and that's just the Switch version. I think I had like 70 or 80 hours in the 3DS version, which everyone hates. And then I had another 140 hours in the Wii, Wii U version. So I played this game a ton, and I I I just love it. Like, 
and I am so hyped for this game and I'm hoping that it's everything I've wanted and more. Um, and, and we didn't really even touch on one more basic thing. Like, like the cool thing about this one is you get all four basic powers from breath of the wild as well. Yeah. Like all yeah, the Shika I... slate powers, you get all those in the game. So you can, you can use the, you know, magnetism. You can use the, um, the bomb. Yeah, well, that, but that's what I'm saying. Those, those, all those, but all those powers are what you have to do to defeat mini bosses. So like, for example, I don't know if you played the second chapter. I did. Okay, yeah, and where you had to fight the one mini boss where you had to stasis them like constantly just to... Yeah, it was annoying. But I mean but, it was cool it, because it, it was the different Okay, because it, it was annoying, but it was also cool at the same time. Why was it cool? It was, because it, it, it was different. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I think this game's gonna strike that that the it's really gonna hit those people that like the action adventure games but are not Mushu fans. I think it's gonna hit a thing for them. People that have just played Breath of the Wild. Uh, but didn't like the idea of your weapons breaking constantly, just wanted to play like a hack and slash. It's going to hit for those guys. People that like Mushu games are going to come to this. Um, I, I like I say, I'm going to probably buy it too at some point. Um, I've got so many other things coming out, though. I'm not going to buy it right away like you. Um, I mean, but, you're getting a new system. Or, so. Yeah, but it's definitely after playing the demo, it did make me worry a little bit about some things. But after thinking about it and looking back at it and stuff like that, um, there's a lot of things that this game does far that are nicer that I'm really excited for. I really hope that we get online multiplayer. Um, I mean, it's not in the base game. It's not in the demo, but when we watch the 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 people playing it through the stream, they weren't sitting in the same house, so I'm assuming they were playing multiplayer online. Um, let's be. hope. I'm hoping. Let's I mean, I mean the idea that it's something. All the that newer, I, all the newer Koei Tecmo Musu games have a online co-op. So. Yeah, so they should have it. I just don't think it was in the demo, just because that would require it to have more features. But, um, but no, I think it was really neat. I really do like the idea of um what this game's doing. I love the idea that it's not trying to replace Hyrule Warriors. It's just being something that's in the same world or in the same kind of gen slash like people that like high rewards are going to like this game. Um, it's definite uh, play for me. Um, I know usually we pass on everything um, through our last couple of episodes, except for, I guess we only had two episodes, but this is a definite play. Um, now we know it's never going to reduce in price. So you're going to have to pay full price for this, but it's definitely a game that's a play um but this is i think a great on the go game it's one of those games that we keep on talking about where you can just pick up and play put it down be done i loved it about camp when i was in camp playing hyrule warriors it's what made me like playing hyrule warriors is this i would have a half an hour break go out finish a level done go back to work oh another half an hour break pop out do it uh go back in so um it's really neat that we were able to do that um and i really think this game is gonna uh just allow us to do that and like I said, I think it's going to be neat. If it's multiplayer, it's going to even be more fun because then when you play it for 140 hours, I can at least help out in 30 of it. So, <laughs> but what's your final impressions on that guy, Joe? Like, obviously, it's a play. Yeah, it's definitely a play for me. Uh, I don't know, man. It's like I love the first one so much. And I, I think what makes the first one stand out so much is it's a love letter to Zelda and to Zelda fans. You can play as any character from almost any Zelda game. And I, I think that's what makes the first one so beautiful. And 
the fact that they put their heart and soul into that game and there's so much content in it. It's so content rich that 110 hours, I haven't even scratched the surface of the game. I'm almost done with the first adventure mode map, and that's all I've done besides beat the main campaign. And I don't even have everything unlocked on every map in the main campaign. I'm actually going back to do that. Well, that's um, the one thing I'm wondering is because there's so many extra add-on things into uh, Hyrule Wars. I'm wondering how long this is actually going to take. <laughs> I, I mean, it's... I hope that we get DLC for this. I'm hoping that they'll announce that. I'm hoping that we'll get more characters in the game and more old characters in the game because because you know and it's nintendo and they could they could you know finagle a you know a dlc story where we get like characters from other zelda games in this game i i would love to see maybe maybe even a sequel to this one where it's like age of whatever age of whatever and like the age of series is takes over now and it's like the next game is based on like Link to Link the, the Past, or Skyward Sword, or you know, you, you never know what they could do with this. They could I they could spin Link this in a million one direction. The past could be done very well because there's they've already separated each section into different worlds, and then there could be different battles for different points. Like I, I think mean, maybe they could just fucking fix uh, Fire Emblem Warriors and make a new one where it's not just based on fucking Fates and Awakening, and it can actually base, be based on the lore of Fire Emblem, which would be nice. Instead of just shoehorning two games, which really pissed me off. It's a definite play for me. Um, I'm excited for this. I can't wait. 20 more days. I'll definitely be playing this on launch. Um, but again, Everybody it's like it, it. it's like I don't know. Like the call of the call to go back to the other game is so like I don't know, Corey. It's I've played Hyrule Warriors almost every day. Like for at least yep. an for at least a mission every day. Yep. It's such a good pick up and play game. Oh, I know. So I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if this one will this one will grab me as as much as the first one did. And it, it really makes me not want to buy it on day one. And I can't believe I'm saying that out loud and like for people to hear. But it's like I play the other one so much that I don't know if I want to put that down for a sequel or for a it's like it's like abandoning one child for another child. And I don't know if I want to do that. I guess we'll find out on the 20th. I guess we will. But I mean, as you guys heard, I mean that it's a play for both of us, uh, whether we do it day one or not. And like I say, I think this game is it, this game is gonna fill a void. And I think for people out there that haven't played either one, I think in all honesty, I would say to do day, um, or age over OG, just for the sole fact that this being the newer version of the game, you're going to have more people to talk to about it. You're going to probably find it more um, because most people have played Breath of the Wild. You're going to find it more connecting to you. You're going to like the story a lot more. Um, and I think that this is more of a connection to that. And I think that this one's just going to also be using the Switch a lot more than the Hyper Warriors does, but because the OG is more built for the Wii U originally. Um, so that's kind of why it plays the way it does and still has some of the features it does. Whereas like this one here being on the switch first, um, I think we're going to see it play a lot differently and have maybe a little more advances in that and updates. So that's my opinion for you guys. But with that, we're going to end this show. Now with that, as you guys know, you can find us on our Facebook group and our Twitter and uh, Twitch. Maybe no, just Twitter 
and Facebook at searching uh, at GameStuffCast. You can always find us there. Kali- you can always find Kali at Kali21. You can find me, The Grounded Gamer, at The Grounded Gamer. No E double D on everything um, except for Xbox. Uh, but PlayStation, PSN, um, I think I'm on Steam that way as well. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Or no, not, not Facebook that way. But but yeah, you can find me there. J- Joe, how can they find you? Uh, you can find me on social media at, at all social medias. Well, no, well, not not. Well, you can find me on Twitter and PlayStation Network at Mr. TMNT 84. Um, yeah, uh, I'm really excited this week. Uh, the last Ronin comic came out, so that was really exciting. And, you know, I'm getting to go see Ninja Turtles next week on the big screen. So that's really freaking cool. Uh, so it's been and it's been an awesome few uh, few days for me. Um, with that being said, um, Corey and I will be streaming for Extra Life this coming weekend. So when this posts, it'll be this coming weekend. It'll be Saturday, November the 8th. Well, it'll be the 8th by that point, won't it? No, it'll be the 7th at midnight. 7th at midnight till the 8th at midnight the following day. So 25 hours straight because of the putting the clocks forward, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to play games for 25 straight hours. Uh, We're playing all co-op games. We're trying to beat as many games as we can earn as many trophies as we can. We're going balls to the wall this year. Uh, Corey and I will have a link set up. Please, please donate if you can. Um, it's For me, it's to help kids with special needs and uh, disabilities here in New Jersey uh, at um, Children's Specialized Hospital. And um, it, it strikes a big, uh, big chord with me because I'm a behavior analyst and I deal with individuals on the autism spectrum and with disabilities every day uh, as, as a career and in life. And um, I love those guys so much and I I just want to help them any way I can. So if you guys can donate, it'd be really cool. There'll definitely be a link on our page. I'll probably post it on Monday, uh, Monday afternoon where you can start donating. If if you can even spare a few bucks, it'd be great. Um, We really appreciate it here at game stuff and at proven gamer. Um, Yeah. Which is our parent parent, uh, site, which you guys can find them at uh, www.provengamer.com. Um, and with that as well, uh, if you guys want to see any of the other old episodes or the other shows, you can visit that with Trophy Whores. I know uh, they're doing uh, Extra Life as well. Um, we will give you guys the links to where we are going to be streaming um, just because of every everybody doing it. Usually everyone's on their own thing um, or something else. Um, we're going to get it all up for you guys and then we'll let you know in the game stuff uh facebook group we'll oh so up. come hang out with us too even if you can't donate come chill with us and keep us awake because we're gonna be doing this for 25 hours and even though i have a million snacks and a million energy drinks it's still hard to stay up and play video games for 25 Never hours played. you guys don't know how hard it really is to play Never. games for 25 hours it's hard you gotta i think we're gonna do like the good old like we're gonna set up a, a maybe a, a buzzer thing that like just rings a giant loud bell every time someone donates and then that way every time you fall asleep someone just donate a dollar and it'll be like and then just wake you up be great um but if you guys also want to help so if anyone donates fifty dollars and i'm putting this out there because i don't think anybody's gonna do it but if anyone donates fifty dollars i will play whatever game you want me to play that i have on playstation that you want me to play oh i thought you were gonna do something like like i did where if i got over three hundred dollars i was gonna wear i will play anything you want a rainbow unicorn onesie for the entire rest of the stream and then my mom donated five hundred dollars in the first two hours because that was fun staying in a small room 
uh, with with uh, two systems going like crazy and then wearing a, a unicorn onesie. Uh, that wasn't hot at all. Um, but yeah, if you guys also want to help out us from the site, you can go to when you go to the site, you can go to the Am- Amazon as well. Links there that help support the site as well as Humble, Humble Bundle. Um, also, we couldn't make this show without um, our buddy Isaac Sago at carbonmade.com for making our logo as well as uh the band take away the ugly for doing our intro and outro song uh this song is called don't panic um but yeah guys um always come check us out in the facebook group if you really want to know what's going on with me and joe or just add us on playstation um you know we'll play games with you if we have them joe maybe not because he likes single player games don't talk to him um, but multiplayer games for sure. I mean, I'll I come know. hang out and I'll talk to you, but I'll probably yeah. still be playing my single player games. I know me and Andy are looking for a third and a fourth when it comes to playing the uh, Ghost uh, Raid because you have to have four people for that because it's super hard to do by two. We tried for four for an hour and a half. Um, but yeah, come hang out. Come talk to us. You guys have a great time and stay grounded. Yeah, guys, check you later, man. And uh, yeah, come chill for Extra Life because it's going to be really fun.